Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Jimmy, there's an old adage out there, man. They say a cartoonist has to get out uh, his first uh, thousand crappy pages. I think that's a Chuck Jones quote, right? You got to get out your, your thousand uh, worst drawings. How about we show off some of ours today? Okay, Ed. We're a daily YouTube channel uh, with more than 1,500 videos in our uh, filmography as we speak. Might have talked about some of your faves, so uh, search on the front of Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel and uh, look for your favorite comics. Check out those episodes. Partially brought to you by the King Kayfabers on our Patreon. Uh, there are three levels of participation there, but if you're a King Kayfaber, you're hanging out with us right now in the live stream chat room and you get access to all the videos that we record right after we record them. We always record a couple extras too, so uh, we have a back catalog as of this recording of about 25-30 videos that no one has yet to see. Without further ado, Jimmy, can we can take a look at some of our uh, Juvenalia comics, man? Yours is uh, much more impressive in a lot of ways, Ed. Seeing the color stuff really pops. Let me, let me, I, I, I could point out an arrow. Look at that. That's just supposed to be a shadow. <laughs> Half the face is just a shadow on our guys here. I could pull out the arrow because this is, um, this is Havoc from Extinction Agenda era. So we're looking at 90, 91, 92, something like that. Uh, I was definitely grabbing some classic X-Men because Angel was never this Angel in our era, you know? So like I was grabbing some of those, probably had some toys. Uh, you know, that's the Colossus toy that comes with the uh, with the barbells. I love that there's lettering on here because how are you going to do uh, Banshee <laughs> right. without showing the power? Oh yeah, and check it. And, and okay, so that's Extinction Agenda era, but that's... X-Men 1 era. So that, that gives us even more of a time frame. And then as you're a little kid, you're, you're trying to uh, figure out like metal texture. How do you communicate that? Today, guys, on Cartoonist Kayfabe, we're taking a look at a whole bunch of uh, our juvenilia. Some of it you've seen before. Some of you, some of it you haven't. How about this marker piece, Jimmy? That's Jack the one Kirby's that was creations. impressing me. Yeah, that's and, good stuff. And uh, using two kinds of markers, I remember. So like this, whatever marker this was, completely dead. <laughs> and uh, that one is still hanging on for dear life. Man, 96. it's such a good time period whenever you're just like a bucket of markers. Right. That's how I would have. So you're mixing and matching completely different brands and things. Now, dude, how about this? Like, I bet you this wasn't yellow when it started. No, not at all. How about this for the <laughs> obscurity and compared to like what it is now? Because like Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver were deep cuts. Fantastic Four, deep cut. Ant-Man was nothing. I was stoked on Ant-Man because of Marvel Universe Series 1 cards. He would show up in some of the Avengers things, and I'm like, a little tiny superhero? That's amazing, because he was well gone during our day. Iron Man was an also-ran. Thor was nothing to talk about. Captain America was, like, the corniest. I was looking at old Kirby's, and he would never draw the ears. <laughs> uh, but all of the... I mean, this is now the billion dollars worth of... Uh, MCU properties, and that was not the case in 1996. I this should have been evidence that. in the in the trial. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the impetuses for for doing this is this uh, framed grifter from 1994 that that my my parents were uh, so so sweet and got like those like little dollar store, you know, diploma frames or something. And in our old house, we had there was like a little aisle, like a like an arch, an archway from the kitchen to like the living room. And it was say maybe three feet wide or something. And that was like the Eddie P gallery, Nice, you know, where there would be like new, new 
Eddie P drawings, and this was like one of those pieces. That's so interesting how much color you work in. Color pencils on that one. Yeah. It would always be a thing where you can tell what part of the year something was drawn at, because something like this, for instance, Eddie P just got some markers for Christmas and probably used them up by by the new year. Uh, I was really uh, very um, inspired by the DC trading cards that were put out around the time of the Marvel Universe trading cards because I didn't know any of the characters, the creeper and shit like that. I'm like, what are the animal man? Like, what are these characters? So I had it in my mind that I'm going to draw like all of them. And of course I get maybe, I don't know, 10 pages in and then it, it, all, it all powders out. But I showed this one on, and you know, when you're a little dude, you have no idea how to draw girls at all. <laughs> You can't even draw dudes. This is from the uh, Two-Face action figure that had a um, a giant coin built into the hand, and you you wind up the back, and it just it just turns. Very curious. It's pretty cool to see the different poses. Dark Knight Returns, Batman. There. Huh? Yeah, dude. Robin Boy, that's do a funny Robin. Robin doing like day. That's a pretty good Robin. Like the face and stuff's pretty good. It's kind of. Uh, I was very interested in like the the uh, golden age kind of Batman comics with the with the upside down crescent moon eyes, and he's got that Pat Sajak like Burt Ward kind of hair because that was on the Family Channel when we were little. Just learning hatching a little bit, like really impressing myself that if you put these lines down, it makes a gray. Look at that running pose. Yeah, Fantastic. right. Man, and look at the skinny-ass markers. You can really see the edges of them that you're filling in, like, solid color with those. Yeah. Those are lengthy uh, processes. I think we're getting to the end. And what these would represent are failed drawings. You know, we're like, uh, we're like yes. it, it didn't turn out, and I got mad. And, you know, the book <laughs> the book has to be perfect. So much pressure. And it's it's done. It's over. It's pretty cool to see the construction on Dark Side there. Yeah, man. I started early doing uh, comics in, in, like, composition notebooks and things. So this is like a young little kid sketchbook that I had, Copy and Calvin. It's good paper. That's the kind of paper I'd buy at like uh, the flea market if I came across it. I know what you mean. Yeah, it has a nice patina to it. Um, so this was like the little kid sketchbook. And then when Power Rangers was out, so when is that? Like 92, 93? I might be like 11 years old. Making my own Power Ranger comics and casting my me and my brother as like right. the main dudes, you know? I was going to say, it's like chip off the old crumb family block. Yeah, <laughs> right. And was the little brother into this? Was he contributing his any, uh, carrying any comics weight? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But uh, we weren't really recording the shit off the TV, so it would be on before school, and you'd have to kind of like remember, like, what the heck did the Power Rangers even like look like? So I got it really wrong, like with one diamond, and just the, like the shape of their eyes changes. Oh, we're getting to the Green Ranger era. <laughs> but then... Um, Man, a lot of comics in here. There are sort of parts where... You know, they get the Megazord, and I have to figure out what the Megazord looks like from my memory. That's about what I came up with right there. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little Wolverine mixed in. <laughs> so then uh, the X-Men cartoon starts coming out uh, around, around this uh, time. And I create my own superhero crew called the Fearless Five, which I feel like... That's an old hip-hop uh, group or something. Cast Mr. Mitchell as the principal. Cast up Coach Buzzcut as uh, as the coach in, in the comic. You know, that's that's not far from Stuart from Beavis and Butthead. 
big influence. Like I was one of those little kids. This is elementary school era, uh, influenced by by Beavis and Butthead. Uh, I did not burn anything down though. That's amazing. Like you're drawing in the margin, you know, in the main. You're using the margins as your right. edges. They look like comic book page proportions. Right. <laughs> They're really close. Yeah, it fits, man. Going against Tie Fighters and stuff. The lettering's a little raw. Yeah. We're going to get hard here. We're going to do some critiquing. Yeah, that's fair, man. Some stuff for young Eddie to work on. <laughs> I like that the origin of my gambit is he fell into a vat of chemicals with some cards because you have to come up with the science of how the cards work. That makes sense, yeah. And that's the dynamism of uh, throwing the cards. <laughs> but uh, the color is starting to powder a little bit, as I say, when we have one of the most colorful uh, covers. What I started doing here, I hated the uh, edges of the, of the color pencil, so I would, like, get a Kleenex and just go like that to try to like get Blending get them. it to blend and be flat wow. yeah, i'm surprised that's... that's worked as well as it does drawing on both sides of the paper getting both sides of the paper wet right yeah good luck doing that with today's paper yeah not not wet but just uh just smearing but here's here's where the color starts to powder out man we're mutants and uh <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes uh i get more interested in doing my own x-men comics mm at that point man that's big january 1 yeah so that would have been december because because i would have been hip to like why why is the uh, date that it's i get so my weird, comics like always what, the next month like what you know right and what you don't know yeah my solution to the legs of uh, professor x well if they don't work just chop up chop them off and put some robot legs on there fix it right up that wolverine looks like a wolverine halloween costume <laughs> you know you know what i'm talking <laughs> right, about yeah, where it's they got have the, abs- the fake muscles and yeah stuff totally the, yeah the uh the giant gonzalez uh tights the i remember the cyclops is is uh the inspiration for that is um the x factor costumes that like walton wheezy did where it's just there's a million x's everywhere so these are the kids of uh the x-men jimmy you know this is like uh wolverine's son and stuff like that i feel like if you could have gotten this to the marvel offices about 94 or so it would have been a business man we yeah could right. spin off the x-men with kids <laughs> right. why didn't we think of that uh, this is definitely like a little older Eddie and some young siblings getting involved here. It's pretty involved. I bet if you printed those, you could sell Bobby, those. Bobby, this is my brother. Yeah. He drew his Power Ranger in there. It's a good Power Ranger. Uh, January, that means December. Little so Ben Jonesy. So that means, uh, Eddie got some, some Prang markers <laughs> and uses them all up in these 10 pages here. We got these published in, uh, the first X-Men Grand Design Treasury Edition, which, which was like a culmination of... So does that mean Marvel owns these now? I think they technically do. Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that silly? I love the this effect. Yeah, yeah it's just really good. You know, uh, uh, Speed Racer was on TV at the time, and I, I, I never knew what that stuff was, but, you know, that would be the shit that was in there. This video is brought to you by the books that we make. Coming out in November, I have Street Angel, Princess of Poverty from Image Comics. This collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Alive, also available from Image Comics. I've also been self-publishing True Crime Funnies. You can buy on my website, jimrug.com. You can also get these from patreon.com slash jimrug, where you can find 1986 and BW zines. Hulk Grand Design is my contribution to the Grand Design series from Marvel Comics. These are going out of print so pick this up if your comic shop still has one and you haven't added it to your shelf yet ed's latest hip-hop family tree omnibus 500 plus pages of all the hip-hop family tree comics 
plus 140 bonus pages. X-Men Grand Design collects Ed's three X-Men Grand Design volumes in one easy-to-find trade paperback because several of those original volumes are out of print. And Red Room, Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings, both available now with a third volume, Crypto Killers, coming in January. And now back to our video. When we start to get a little older, uh, I, I became aware of like the uh, the Brian Ball and portfolios, and it would be just a super, super detailed, rigorous, tight thing. So I'm like, I'm going to draw some portfolios. As you could tell, I, I, I didn't get anywhere. It's so fascinating. Like this dude's head is cut off at the top. Yeah, he's a robot. Just see inside. Yeah, he's like a little robot because it's like a boy engineer. I uh, Man, I wish there was a date on this because I knew about Love and Rockets. So, so Cordell Stewart is, and it's when the uh, Steelers had that like little patch logo. So whatever that is, that might be seventh grade or eighth grade. Uh, there's little things, but but I discovered Love and Rockets and, and I was at the age where I wanted more of the Rockets. So, so this is like a little dude that was like a Maggie. Guesses as to what you're inking with? Are those markers probably? Uh, micro, I probably discovered the microns or uh, this would be the Rotring um, tips that, that would have like the cartridge cassettes. It was pre-Rapidograph. Feral from uh, an, an X-Force issue. Uh, this was my Extreme Studios era. I believe his name was like Dutton or Dane or something like that. I think we might have done this before. It was the Extreme Studios uh, submission set that I that I did during during like uh, the talent search or maybe a little after '95. So this is Lincoln. That's Cougar, little two pager. And then this is stuff '97. I'm starting to get a little older and I'm starting to get a little bit more serious about um, submitting to the Kubert School. Look at how yellow these pages are. Uh, this is a, a spirit type character that that I was uh, putting together. I'm going to keep the pages this way because there might be dates or addresses on the back. Uh, so I was like really kind of getting into a uh, spirit. These comics. are pretty advanced. How 97? What does that make? I graduated 14, in 2000. 15? I was a freshman in high school. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing this. This is a little two-page spread. And it never printed in color. I did this like afterward just for, just for fun, but then I was like, oh, I can't get the color flat. I hate it. <laughs> you weren't buying the computer coloring of 97? Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, this is interesting. So this Marvel paper, I, I yanked this probably out of the second Marvel tryout kit. And instead of doing the Marvel thing, because this we published this. This was in uh, Ricochet Graphics Presents. Like there would be 150 copies of yeah. uh, of the of these comics and as a freshman like i i was i lived for my little art class you know every weekend to uh, participate in this uh so like i was getting kamui comics man there's dates here 96 so i was getting kamui comics and i'm like well i'm gonna do like my own senpei shirado type joint and it was called Ryushin, which means dragon. Feels like you and Frank Miller looking at the same thing, we circa did, Ronin era. You know what else I was fucking around with is uh, Cerebus comics. So yeah. like, I'm gonna give it some Gearhart backgrounds. Wow, that's such a youthful energy to put that much uh, line work on 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 a page. Got a hold of probably the greatest Batman stories ever told, and I just loved the uh, the the Golden Age. Batman and Robin motif, but I also like Sin City. So like I was creating this comic called G-Men and it would be both it would be a flip book. So like the one era would be like a Sin City style modern day dudes. 
and then in their shadow, this is supposed to be a silhouette, and then their shadow would be like the golden age stories of these characters. So this is like, this is the golden age, and you could tell by, by their, their eyes and stuff. And like when I, I showed my pops this page and like that kind of double lighting, what I was intending was only to like have an outline around the character, but it looks like double lighting. And my pops was like, that, you're onto something by doing that having like the the moon behind them and shit so it like made me think about things a little bit more but this is specifically inspired by the werewolf story or like the zombies it's the earliest batman story in that greatest uh stories ever told uh, batman thing like, like that the, creature yeah it's a kind of a werewolf kind of thing and and they're gonna have to you know melt down bullets or or, or get some silver bullets some, something like that is the deal of course, Man, I, that's bold going for that plane. Yeah. That's yeah. a tough draw. <laughs> I, I, I powdered out on that. This is going to be like a two-pager showing the transformation of the character. <laughs> <laughs> that was from, always a good thing to from do this panels. Guy to that. Right. <laughs> and here's the 90s version, which would be uh, written by Frank Spiller. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like you've discovered Sin City. Inked by Loss, Ross Lanson. <laughs> I see I had a stable, Jimmy. Yeah, I see that. A whole studio working on you. <laughs> And, you know, like, dude, that's, that's like Ronan-ish, where there's, like, the hippie dude, but then you put him in shadow, his skin's in shadow and stuff. I would have guessed Sam Keith on that one, that, that one head. Right, I know what you mean. Oh, snaps. We're discovering... White media. And, dude, we're discovering Dave Lapham also. So, like, yeah, that's the, good. the big, the big masthead with, like, the little kind of gun image in the bottom. I oh, might, it even says it after laughing. Yeah, That's I might pre-order Criminal Mind number one if I if I saw it back in the day. <laughs> Dude, st still not able to figure out what, what what Frank Miller would use for white for those like snow. It you, was a mystery. You know what you know what else this is, dude? The proportions of this with the six panel grid is on my mind is the Gladstone Dick Tracy's. Mm. That would be it would have one big image like this to start yes. it off, and it would be sixty four pages of six panel grids. I like those books a lot. Look at the gore factor, dude. <laughs> hey, Criminal Mind. This is Criminal Mind, the interior of that. Uh, this is uh, what I, I drew this with some a friend writing, uh, and 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 we were the idea was like when we become comic book stars, like and we're at conventions, like this this will be us, you know, we'll be at a table and there'll be nobody at our table, and then next to us will be the buxom babes, right? Like like the uh, Everett Hardso chicks would be here, and they would have the the big ass uh, lines. So then we'd have to uh, do the hard sell, and if that wouldn't work, like we'd have to uh, while out and, and like you know get up on the table and start shouting and things like this, wearing our thrift store suits that we used to wear when we were kids. That hair feels very shown and jump. Yeah, he he had that hair, man. Every single day he would do it up that way. His wow. his uh, his his uh, hockey coach called him Broom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, I don't know, some other random shit, but, like, it only would go three, four pages, you know? Yes, right. All those submissions would be for three or four pages, you know, it'd be, like, three to five pages. Right. So this is, uh, 98. We're getting closer to, like, uh, you know, getting older in high school, but my pops wrote all these movie scripts, man, and I got hold of them, like, I didn't know that these things existed. They were collecting dust, and it's thousands of pages of scripts, literally thousands. He wrote, like... 20 movies and a whole bunch of TV shows that just, he was a, um, he's an outsider artist, man. He was a security guard downtown and would just do, have access to their shit and, and do this. So this is like one of the stories that, that, uh, 
that he uh, wrote, and then I, I transcribed it and, and did like a, a chunk of it in com comic form. Uh, this would be 98, this would be Stone Cold Steve Austin era. Nice. You know, where you cast the main guy as Stone Cold, and, you know, he's the a detective, well, and there's dead hookers that are getting their guts cut out and things. That is a wild page with, like, the partial, like, like this is, like, you inking, and I guess discarding maybe down here. You know, like, it looks like you're trying out your bra, you know how you would... Totally. Like, like, like what that is... Or is you planned on that being black. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't. I Like, I'm like, okay, this will be feathering. Like, Will Eisner feathering into that panel, and it just... Uh, you know, takes all the wind out of your cells. You, you you could tell that it's that real bad synthetic brushes that just you can't do anything with, and then you, the paper doesn't help that either. Yeah, but clearly this is to me this is like young Ed getting mad that he can't make Will Eisner lines. Some more of my uh, Will Eisner spirit. I, I did a whole bunch of these seven pagers of this character called Law, who, uh, you know, that's Commissioner Dolan. It, it's it's just the spirit. There's there's uh like little. Uh, we'll keep them on this side. There's little sidekicks and stuff. And then I was in, interested in, like, Eisner would do no panel borders and stuff. So, like, let me see what that looks like. Let me try try that out. And I was going to start, just like Switchblade Shorties is going to start on 1-1-24. This is going to start on, like, 1-whatever of, of uh, 1996 or 1997. Uh, this is just a piece from Kubert uh, School Submission. Some more little strips that I would do with a Prisma color marker. That's amazing. That color. It held up. It's it's really impressive. 1999. It's such a one. good look color on the board, you know. Yeah, and uh, these these pages stunk for a really long time. They yeah, stunk for that. like 20 years. <laughs> That's a good Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That could be your bootleg Batman comic right there. I know. Look at all the bricks. I feel like that's a very youthful thing. You know, yes. you got to put put every brick and have the space with the mortar in between Absolutely. them and shit. Look, it's underlit too, like the shadows on the top. You know, right. the, the top edge. Yeah. To yeah, totally, man. Don't flip, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, it, it was off the cam. Good looks, man. That's pretty... That's These pages are pretty sharp. Getting a little older. You know, I'm not seeing a date on here, but I think I was in about 10th grade. Look, your guy, your your buddy, exactly. Your writer has turned hoodlum. Yeah, exactly, and and that's probably me at the time. I think this is page three, where you know we're we're hassling Batman, getting our asses kicked and stuff. The little graffitis that you would see are like local Pittsburgh graffiti guys who who I really liked at the time. But this is the part that like whenever I show this to people, they always laugh at the bat phone, like how yeah, casual how casual he is and stuff. <laughs> it's the mom move. Yeah, the phone between his shoulder. <laughs> right. Hands free. Trying to freaking figure out how to do uh, cars like that in perspective yeah, good luck. and and really like not understand the perspective at all. Like where do you put these damn vanishing points and and. Uh, you know, trying to create the perspective around the characters that you already drew without erasing. You know what I mean? Because like mm -hmm. the the plane, it's all wrong. It's all it's all wrong. But you just gotta do it. These enough. two aren't that bad. Like I'm waiting to see like the top of something up here. All right. You, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing egregious in those. Those don't look. You know what's wrong? I, I get it, it's but the, it's not. Uh... It's what the characters are standing on. They they would probably be way bigger. Yeah. Or something. And then this this will be my last little bit to show. Uh, this comes from. Uh, Comics and sequential art. Uh, there was a Jules Pfeiffer script for Outer Space Spirit, 
and it was Jules Pfeiffer's script. It was very quick and uh, just kind of dashed out. And uh, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll, I'll finish it. I'll finish it. And uh, so I used Jules Pfeiffer's pacing to uh, try to do my version, try to update the lettering, still not figuring out the Ames guide perfectly, have a very italicized kind of uh, line, but, but it's getting, you know, it's a little tighter than that notebook stuff that you saw earlier. And uh, still playing with the synthetic brushes, not doing as bad as I did on those other pieces, but still not good. Far, far from anything uh, that could be considered professional. And then uh, this is interesting because this is still before Kubert School, but it's from the year 2000. Um, so I would have been 17 here. And it's a Spider-Man versus uh, Hulk. But I 100% stole that from a Gary Frank Hulk comic. You know, if, it, if, it's, a, if it's the best piece on, on the page, right. like it probably got taken. And that is totally cribbed. I like the from, tiny from Gary Frank Spider-Man's, and this is so strange. Was this this is like in the Danger Room? Yeah, that's the X-Men ah, up there. Yes, you can see like a Wolverine and stuff. That's kind of great. Like the storytelling is very sound, and you keep the same size Spider-Man, right? The same Horizon line. Might be stolen straight from a um, John Byrne X-Men or something like this. <laughs> shouts yeah. to shouts Be to graffiti writer Espo, who was a super huge. Uh, inspiration at the time but this was like before Kubert school but this is like let me try one more time to uh to get a job before i have to spend money to go to art school and of course it's not there it's not there whatsoever man now that jimmy that's 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 my that's my dick on the table jimmy now pull your pants down <laughs> i did not bring nearly as much stuff as i should have seen this so we may have to do a part two of this at some point easy to if do. you guys love this video uh let us know by viewing it and sharing it, and maybe we'll do a little bit more. But let me load up here. So, Jimmy, what do you got for us? All right, man. So, like I said, I wish I would have pulled a little bit more stuff because, like, I did a couple complete issues that I don't think I even bothered making ash cans of. And um, I looked at some of that stuff but didn't bring it. So I brought a sketchbook. I don't have dates on this. Here's the recommendation for people at home or people that are making comics. Put dates on everything. Like Since then, I always date everything, either on the back of the art or on the sketchbook covers. Jimmy, it looks But this is high school at, at, at this point. It looks professional from the from the jump. Like You could have gotten a job with Lightning Comics doing Bloodfire or something like that. Easy. Well, Ed, like uh, some of your better pieces, if it looks too good, I probably am just straight copying from something. <laughs> and, and probably failing hard. It's the first thing you got to do, man. I'm doing this Hangman character, and it's even I acknowledge the ripoff that it's the Punisher. Right. But these sketchbooks are just... They don't go anywhere, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not exactly drawing the uh, Marvel characters. That is gay. Like, that's a, that's, that, that's leather daddy shit. You know what? This is probably post-Brat Pack. You know, like, right. I had read Brat Pack, and, and it kind of made and, sense to and, me. And maybe not even know that, that, that it's all that, like, kind of gay bondage and domination shit. Oh, dude, ambitious. That is ambitious as fuck. To, like, even try to draw that. It, you, you get props for that, dude. Yeah, trying is the key word there. Ambition yeah. is not is not getting the executed uh, drawing for sure. Look, okay. Grave City. All the buildings look like the tombstones. Genius, man. Somebody's going to steal that. Cut, cut that from this video. <laughs> Here's my hangman getting uh, fully developed. Give him that sourpuss look on his face. Got the widow's peak. Because you know, you're a teenager. Everything is just angst and, and anger. Mr. Silk. He's the bad guy. He's the tom-tom like uh, in The Crow. Yeah, the marionette. With put a big badge? Some, put some strings on his arms. Were you down with uh, martial law at that time? I don't remember it. It's possible. Because this would have been like 
after I'd gone through Wizard and stuff. So it's possible that I had seen some of that stuff and still didn't have great access to uh, comics or comic shops. So I was down with the stuff I randomly would find at flea markets and things like that. Jimmy, you got to make a comic with these characters. This guy is the truth. And he is in one of those those unpublished comics. No, I'm saying I'm saying now, dude. Like you, oh, you got a whole saying. you got a whole universe. I, I'll tell you this: it was fun going through some of these comics and figuring out some of this or my sketchbooks, looking for stuff because I have complete like scripts, layouts, everything from different comics that I made. I don't have anything from before, like maybe tenth grade. Yeah, unfortunately, but I do have like chronicles of everything since then. And some of its complete scripts and everything, like it's amazing. I don't remember them, you know. So, 1994. There you go. I'd, I'd be 12. How old would you be there? Probably Seven. 16, 16, I believe. Yeah. 17, 17 maybe. It, this would have been going to Mid Ohio Comic Con in Columbus, and that's what this was for. And so we'll uh, we'll jump we'll jump a little piece here because I have the cover for Tar Pits. This is my Tar Pits mock-up. And are these all the possible titles? And you chose Tar Pits. That's a good question. Because <laughs> Brutal Tar World is, is on good. there. I Blood, think Blood and is. Guts were two characters that I did, and I just don't have the drawings for them anymore. But you know, there'd be like the submission yeah. things for like characters and stuff. That's what that was for. And look, this is this is part of the uh, the Tar Pit sketch. How brilliant is this for figuring out? This is going to be an eight and a half by eleven, folded in half, stapled. Right. So fold the sketchbook in half to get your mock up. Pretty proud of that. Yeah. Figuring out the sizing, but this ends up being like the Tar Pit's cover. So, and the uh, Tar Pits inside cover, you can see Brent Wilson was this other kid in my school, like the only other dude that was interested in making comics. I think he was a year younger than me, so I ended up driving, but we like collaborated where we both did, you know, it's an anthology, like how right. do we get an ash can together? Oh, going the wrong direction. But I wanted to show like a sketchbook since you had sketchbooks out, and it's just me trying to figure out half-realized, you know, shit character designs. Not so much any, um, like at this point I was past wanting to do Marvel DC so you're not seeing the Marvel DC characters. I feel like that's a self-portrait. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look at the socks, they're like no outline on your ankles, you know, just do like the texture for the socks. Yeah. Really bad concept of a, of a comic here. I did a lot more of like the loose drawings than I did the comics pages. Ooh, there's a... Uh, a little Art Adams influence. There you go. And again, like any of this stuff, if it looks good, there's 95. So I'm approaching, what is that, 18? Maybe should have been a little better by that point. I'm sure this is, has to be like heavily referenced. Yeah, off, off, off a Tom of Finland, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little bit of time passed sketchbook-wise because that was like November and now we're back. We're into the next year. So, I don't know, pretty typical stuff. Nothing too outstanding. Fun whenever you see like ballpoint pens show up. Yeah. Considering like I love using them now. Yeah, totally. And and uh, the it's it's pretty sound anatomy in, in, in so much of it. You know, the only difference is that the heads are a little big. But like the bodies are, are really well built. You know, it's sound in the sense that it but it's just standing there. Exactly. It's not yeah. like the bodies are bending around or moving around or anything. I don't know what this is. Some kind of submission to something, but it's just uh, random comics pages that I pulled out of the flat files. Right. And I have more of this stuff, so if we get into this further, I will bring it. But I brought these because they're photocopies, right? Yeah. Like, I was sending these off to people as bad as this stuff looks, but it's kind of cool to see, like, how does this stuff actually photocopy? 
And you do see the non-repro blue not not reproducing. Yep. And that, and, that and, part was accurate. And by the way, that looks dicey. Like that looks like a dark blue. That that could that could easily show up. Now uh, keep in mind, man. Uh, you, there are some addresses on the back of your pages oh, over there, but they, they look off cam. Yeah. It's just so random. You know, like can you? In a weird way, this is Power Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a good 25-cent binner for sure. It's, it's also funny to think, like, who might publish this? Chris Silver. Oh, yeah. This is a Chris Silver job. If I had just had his address you, at the time, you, I might have uh, gotten some early work. You could have been the artist on Victim number 4. Yeah, more of the, uh, the photocopies of the pencils. Leaving, dude, leaving space for uh, Got dialogue. To. Got to have some, some badass, snappy dialogue up there. These we've looked at before. I'm still high school age, probably, you know, junior or so, but it's a working from an actual Batman script and trying to figure this stuff out. And, you know, in terms of my anatomy, it's a mess. You know, like you can really see it whenever it's time to like perspective, right? Put these three people together. Is he like in a drop living room or something? Right. right. And then there's just like the other things that you got to just, you got to get these pages out of your system to figure certain stuff out. Like, like having the arm of the glasses oh, parallel yeah. with the floor, the bottom of the floor. Terrible. Like, you, know, you just don't do that. You, and you realize that you create better variety or like how this head curve is so close to this right here. And it just creates as a, as a page, it creates like a fucked up shape that you just, that you don't, you just don't want it. Also, how bad is it? Like, I can't even draw like a, like a coffee table or a chair. Like this is an empty apartment that they found a dead body and that just had the phone like laying on the floor. It's the argument that our art teachers would give where they would say, don't, learn to draw from comics because the comics of the day were that way yeah so you know it's it's repeating bad habits absolutely and then i'm such an idiot like you're doing these pages you should be doing the batman the fun pages i only do one with batman <laughs> well you gotta it's the lido these are pretty fucking dope yeah uh, these... dude you got a grifter too man you should put your grifter next to my grifter like uh what's, what's that one uh i don't know if i'm pulling out that that pile ed it's 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 the uh it's the frame thing at the very bottom. Oh, yeah, that's right. Look at that, dude. Everybody loved Grifter. <laughs> dude, Grifter was a hit. I, I might say that this this is like predestination. Like, cartoonist kayfabe had to happen. <laughs> it's it's just ridiculous. Look at how, like, there's no sense of, of inking, right? They never had that either. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's <laughs> fine, dude. That, like, that totally is on brand with... Uh, Dude, dude, wouldn't it be great? Like, mine is 94. Wouldn't that be great if that was 94 as well? Like, if, if we were the it's probably exact close. same calendar it's year. It's got to be 94, 95. Because that right? would illustrate, like, Maybe 93, but it's, it's, a, it's about the same time. You know, when you're a 40-year-old man, it, like, ages less of a thing. Yeah. But, like, when you're 12 and 16, like, That's hilarious. That's funny. These, oh, I Bishop. think, we, we've looked at, too. And I don't know what these were done for. I, I can't imagine I sent these to Marvel, but who knows? Maybe. Really extremely tight. And you know what? You have that kind of anatomy of, like, early Faust, like, where you have all the uh, bits are there, you know? You know what else is great, Ed? <laughs> you drew all the bricks. I drew all the bricks. Dude, everybody at this age draws all the bricks. There's through lines. Like, like <laughs> Sin, Sin City shows up in mine and yours. And this have to be ripped off, you know. Like I feel like I look at this leg and that's that's a good leg. I like the it's almost doubled lit and stuff. I th I think I think that's a Texier. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, probably about the time maybe of the uh, Sabretooth miniseries that he had done. Right. Um, these were, of course, the uh, submissions for the Extreme Talent Search. Yeah, your your nondescript uh, ninjas are were a must. Absolutely, and no background, but again. Now, you know... Oh, it's Night Saber as well. He's got the Flavor Saver, and he's got the SMA. 
the uh, the uh, synthetic mullet apparatus. Nice. Yeah. Oh, dude, look, dude, that's that's the most emotion you've ever seen on an Extreme Studios character. It's so. It's again, like, imagine the the proportions of this, the anatomy. If you take that jacket off and try to make those shoulders work, you know what's real fun, dude, is these textures right here. It doesn't fit Extreme, but these exact marks first off I, ident I identify them as you and specifically it comes from like those one panel per page like Pornhounds comics that you did where I think you were looking at like Harold Gray yeah at yeah, the yeah. time and stuff I found a list in one of these sketchbooks and it was like 10 artists or whatever and like Harold Gray's on there I should have taken a picture of that because it, it, it's it's so strange to like look at that and think like 1997 I'm like my list of who I should be looking at or who I am looking at or into or whatever, just completely bizarre. So this was something that we had shown previously and it was, it's a submission, you know, it's like, um, this would be like me submitting stuff, right? To indie kind of indie like publishers. Right. And I found my dummy mock-up. That's so, so cool. what I did was actually photocopied these up, stapled them as a book, making my own zines, but to, to send out to submissions. Jimmy, for the uh, podcast listeners out there, what's what's the title of your uh, <laughs> what's the title of your Thanks, submission? Ed. It's uh, Rugged Submissions. I love it. <laughs> you know what, dude? You put the capital, what you do is capitalize the E, and then this is our production company. I rugged, rugged Productions. I had a friend named uh, last name. Oh, Edgar, I see Rugged, <laughs> and uh, that's what we used to joke about. And now it, it would work again. Yeah, totally, dude. I love it because, like, dude, did did little Jimmy Rugg know that he was going to be doing a shoot interview with Uncle Steve? Rudy Pretty amazing. Like yeah, it? Or, or, seen that or or have Eric Larson sit with us and go through the entirety of uh, the the uh, Savage Dragon miniseries. Yeah, well done. How about drawing the Xenomorph on the page? You know what? That was lost on me. I didn't see it. I didn't notice yeah. that. Got to point that out. I should just be making up stuff to this because I feel like that's how it is probably back home. Um, so there, this is this is a booklet, you know, like this is a dummy, and, and we'll kind of go through in that way. I have the pages for these. Like, again, I could have pulled out more pages, but I figured some would be represented in here. And you can see me doing copyright notices for everybody. Oh, some addresses there. <laughs> but like the Vampirilla, Aliens, Superman, Death, all of that copyright notices. And... I don't know what, can you imagine the story that I had in mind for this? Some kind of like, just just nonsense. Like I this whole series is, is just like hard to figure out. How would somebody make sense of this whenever they get this? The tightness of your pencils is really pretty sharp. Cause like you don't, I, I feel like most uh, guys who, who get into comics, I think they get burnt once and then they pencil tight to try to make sure that the anchor doesn't fuck their shit up. But you were super tight from the jump. But this, I guess, would have been your... Uh, centerfold? Centerfold, right? And how about that for a centerfold is, hey, man, maybe I can help. You, you know you know what's funny is, is I... Horrible. I, I, see your, <laughs> I see your hand in that lettering. I see your current hand in that lettering for sure. I don't know where that page got to. I have that page in, in this pile somewhere, but it's paste, the lettering, I paste it up. I don't know. I may have lost that. But that's definitely your hand, man. So, so like, it's 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 interesting how, even with this passage of time, like you still kind of carry little bits over. Yeah, that is funny to think that that would still be coming through, but so be it. So I think I got a job with these pages. Look, these look more advanced, right, than the first the first batch. Right. So that's a no no. Put your best pages in the front. Right. Is one of those. 
Um, but I had this thing where like I had gone to a little show and it was on McKnight Road. It was like a hotel show. Yeah. And it was some crappy indie publisher, probably out of Ohio, I'm guessing. And I was going to do some stuff with them. And the idea was that it just never came together. You right. know? Oh, there it is. Yeah, you can see like it's um, pasted up letters and then like hard traced around. That's funny. Those that's template that, tracing. That's a heck of a cut. Yeah, it is totally. And then and then you have these little bits right here so that it, the seam doesn't show up uh, yeah. when when you. Uh... I don't know what that is. Whiteout, I think, just probably just whiteout. Sure. It's so funny and embarrassing, but yeah, there was a company that I actually got a script from. I think I have some pages of that, although it's weird to look at. I've I have sketchbooks that are developing characters that. I don't know what it's for, right? but it's like, you can see like, there's one, it's a lizard like person and it develops over 20 pages of like different characters. It feels like it must've been a design, a character design job, but you know, at this point, like a lot of that stuff's lost on me right? as to where it comes from. But this would have been, I don't think there was a date on it, but it would have been towards the end of college where it was like, you know what? I gotta, if I'm really going to try to do this, I got to figure this part out. Let's see if there's a, a year in here. 1997. So you know what? I'm wrong. It's not the end of college. It was 99. So 97, middle of college. This would have been like, I don't know, maybe a, even a project for a design class or something. It's pretty cool that, that you're you're still making those moves with, you know, a curriculum of, of work that you have to sort of... I do remember, together. like, I would draw... Uh, I would try to draw a comic in the summer. Yeah. So, like, I have, I have yeah. comics from college age that are like that, where it's like 20 pages, 24 pages lettered everything and uh, maybe we'll look at that in a future video that, that's awesome i would do exactly that same thing uh in early in you know middle school up through through high school where uh it's summer break is is coming it's on the horizon i go down to ides and i get a pack of uh the blue line paper and it would come with like 24 sheets but you know a comic is 22 so you have two fuck-ups but it would have the cover uh sheet as well that would have like the margins for like the titles and stuff and like that would be you know, two months of, of my summer right there. Leave me alone. Trust me, I'm, 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 I'm not wasting time, Mom. Just let me do this. And uh, it's, it's what you got to do. You know, yeah. this is a competitive world. And, and uh, if we want to be hyperbolic, it's uh, Olympic athletes, right? Like, you have to figure out what you want to be when you're little and put in that work from uh, your youngest years and keep at it and keep at it and keep tough and meet the right people who, you know, your mom isn't going to give you the real. Like, you need Ernie Steiner to give you the real. I need, you know, Don Simpson to tell me that my shit is whack. Or, like, have Steve Lieber put a tracing paper over top of my stuff and show me what a tangent is and how to better, you know, place the guns in two dudes' hands. Like, like all that kind of shit. And it starts young. Uh, we have a lot of people who started making the first comic on the channel uh, since we've been making channel the past five years, their comics are real accomplished, but they have access to information we did not. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. And I wonder if whenever you're older and, you know, been around more, maybe you're just better. Like, yeah, you, have a better you, eye you, and you, stuff. you know, you notice things more and things. I, I see, I see Jim, Jim Rugg in, in, in that drawing of that girl right there. Yeah. Wolverine trying to sweet talk death. And that's, that's like a John Byrne face. You think? I do. He had a run of Wolverine whenever I was, re you know, I, when I was an impressionable young lad. Did, and I mean, like... Did you fuck with uh, Classic X-Men, though? Because that, that's the era that I'm thinking. A little bit. Yeah, yeah a little like, bit. Like and I mean, Byrne was my guy in the mid-90s. So yeah. I definitely went through a Byrne 
burn period. How about that tangent for the razor blade right on Punisher's leg? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and that and that goes to show you because like see that ra like that's lost on me. Like I don't see the razor. Yeah, I don't know that that's a razor. Yeah, understandable. It's a thing that you look. You got to try. You got to learn, man. And I think that might be from Jusco, like the painting, because that's from the painting, right? Probably. Yeah, that might be a Joe Jusco. Pretty cool, dude. There it is, for uh, the enterprising artists out there. Get those bad pages out of you. <laughs> Could maybe put together a career one of these days. Maybe publish a book or something. You good to go, Jimmy? Yes, I am. Let's get out of here. Okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are uh, available. Uh, the vids are brought to you by the books that we make. And uh, before you is a very robust section of uh, the books that we have available uh, to begin. There's the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus, uh, collecting all of my Hip Hop Family Tree works. It's the 10 year anniversary of Hip Hop Family Tree, 50th anniversary of hip hop as a culture. Uh, the books are going quick, the books are going fast, and uh, they're flying off the store shelves. So get it quickly uh, if you want it uh, in any sort of timely fashion. Not the only holiday effort, We've got the trade paperback for the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy from Marvel Comics is going to be available in stores on November 14th. Got the comp copies of that uh, right now. Two trade paperbacks of Red Room are out there, Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings, with a third coming to you called Crypto Killers in 2024, uh, January. Jimmy, what do you have? Street Angel, Princess of Poverty is my next release. It'll be out at the end of November from Image Comics. You should be able to get that wherever books are bought and sold. It is a companion piece to Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Alive, also from Image Comics. These two books, besides looking good on your shelf like a set next to each other, collect all of the Street Angel comics that I have made so far. So pick up both of those if you haven't already. I have been self-publishing True Crime Funnies. That's a collection of nonfiction stories. The 1986 zine celebrating the greatest year in comics history and the BW zine celebrating the black and white explosion and self-publishing boom of the 80s and early 90s. These are all available on patreon.com slash jimrug if you want to read them now. Otherwise, uh, follow me and I'll let you know whenever they're available to buy from my website, jimrug.com. And Hulk Grand Design, my contribution to the Grand Design series. Um, I believe these are out of print, so pick it up if you haven't already whenever you see it in a comic shop. Um, these are disappearing fast and hard to tell when they'll be back. The books are the most important part of keeping that Cartoonist Kayfabe channel going. Uh, we are a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 videos uh, available to you right now. Give the channel a search. Uh, go on the front page. Hit the magnifying glass. Search for your favorite comics. Check out those episodes. If we did not talk about your favorite uh, comics, let us know what they are in the comments, and we will uh, push those comics a little bit higher on our uh, to-read piles. Uh, the Patreon helps subsidize the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Uh, three different levels of participation there, but the King Kayfabers, the, you know, the top dogs, they get all the videos that we shoot before anybody else gets to see them. They're hanging out with us in the live stream uh, chat room right now as we are recording, and we always shoot a couple extra videos, at least one extra video, so uh, there's a big queue of videos that develop that only the Kings have access to before we release those, you know, later on down the line when Jimmy and I have to take a break or something like this. Uh, once again, the books are the most important part, but there are a few other ways to support the channel. Jimmy, let the people know. You can subscribe to the Cartoonist KFAB newsletter at the links below this video to keep up on what we have coming out and when. You can also pick up Cartoonist KFAB t-shirts, merchandise, hats, cups, mugs, stickers, and lots more of the Cartoonist Kayfabe 
Enterprise. <laughs> At our spread shop. That link is also under this video. So uh, there it is. We laid it out. You have uh, num num numerous ways that you can uh, support the channel and keep these videos coming to you on a regular basis. Jimmy, without further ado, uh, let's get out of here. But first, please give everybody their marching orders. Make more comics.